What's up, you guys? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, the postgrad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Two Degrees Hotter. Hello, everyone. Happy TDH Tuesday. Woohoo. So we are going to kick this episode off by reading any new five-star reviews. And if you're wondering, Anya and Kylie, why is it that you're doing that? It's because if you leave us a five-star review, we will read it on the air. So here goes this first reading. This is from Bring the Mio podcast. So they are another podcast uh, in the space. (laughs) (laughs) In the the postgrad podcast. space in in the ecosystem if you will (laughs) um and they wrote such a great podcast because it's a really awkward time from college to adult life it can be confusing trying to start a job trying to start a life trying to be productive in life whatever that means to people the hosts are wonderful at navigating different ideas motivating people and staying positive through their life experiences and guests so thank you so much bring the meow definitely check out their show and definitely leave us a five-star review if you'd like us to read it on the air in an upcoming episode yes for sure we love to hear from you guys so definitely definitely leave us some reviews for sure and kylie i know that you have a disclaimer before we kick off the the week in review i do so like we say this in every episode we record ahead (laughs) (laughs) um and because of that we recorded this episode before i started law school now I am in the thick of law school, and I just have to say that I have to confess that I actually like time blocking. Now, I am not just going to throw away my beliefs. I still stand by my critiques, and I feel like I had to do a little bit of like altering and trial and error to figure out a system that worked for me, but I found that there is just so much reading and so much work to do with law school that like it was just the easiest way to keep myself on track was to like tell myself Kylie you are doing your civil procedure reading you know Monday morning and blocking out time and then try to also finish you know crim reading whatever it just like it helped me feel more secure I do use a system that like I move things between calendars on Google Docs so that it feels more complete because I'm very completion oriented like I like to check off the first thing on my to-do list and that gives me like a serotonin rush to keep going (laughs) (laughs) so I had to work with that but yeah so I guess don't knock it until you try it but also I stand by the fact that it's probably not for everyone especially if you're a little anxious being like myself so And you'll hear um, in the episode that I have always been a big advocate for time blocking. So that's where this uh, comes from. (laughs) That's where this comes from. And if you're like, what are you talking about at all? This episode is about planning. So um, (laughs) we haven't mentioned that yet. Um, So this episode is really about how we organize ourselves, recommendations that we have to organize yourself, whether that's in a digital or a paper uh, context. And yeah, we're excited to talk organization with you guys today yeah just keep in mind that i'm not as bitter about time blocking as i have got to see when the episode yes so let's hop into our segments (music) 
So this past week, I was able to do something fun and graduation related. Um, so I was actually able to head down to Boston and take some graduation pictures with my roommates who have been kind of my main group of friends since starting college. We met first semester freshman year and we've kind of all lived together since in different combinations and everything. So it's a group of five of us. And we actually got a professional photographer to take some pictures of us around campus. Um, and it was a little bit of a splurge, but I'm really happy that we did it because the photos came out so nice. And I really think it's something that we're going to cherish for a long time. And, you know, given that this season has been tainted by all the events going on, I think it was just really nice to give ourselves that that one special graduation thing and have those memories uh, going forward. So I'm really happy we did it. And if you're still kind of feeling down or like you were robbed of your graduation, I would recommend doing the same thing. Um, I was able to email my school to get cap and gown because uh, they weren't originally distributed, but we emailed them and they were super nice about it and they sent it to us. Um, so definitely something I recommend if you're still feeling down about the whole thing. I know I was, but even it put a little touch of, you know, finality on it. And now we have some cute pictures. So check out my Instagram if you want to see those. Um, so yeah, that was my, my week in review. Yeah, those definitely came out really cute. I want to reach out to my friend group from Assumption and see if they want to do something like that either sometime soon or, um, in the spring once it's like graduation time again and who knows I could actually have an in-person graduation then we'll see okay, yeah we'll and disclaimer we're not wearing a mask in the photos obviously but we did wear a mask anytime we were like transitioning between locations or if they were doing like solo shots or anything it's like a rule on our campus so just so you know <laughs> wear your mask kids yes especially in the city yeah <laughs> um so for me honestly August was not a good month <laughs> for me at yeah. all um it was a really rough time in my life and I don't want to like dwell on this for too long because I do think that this podcast is like a very positive outlet and I always want to keep it that way but I also always want to be honest about what we're going through like if we're going to have a week in review what's the point if I'm not like honest about what my life has actually been like so I did lose my papa at the beginning of August um he was my only living grandparent at this point. I had lost both of my grandmothers when I was nine. So he was really the only one that I felt like knew me. Like he actually knows me as a person. Not that I wasn't a person when I was nine, but like <laughs> the difference between nine and 22 is just insane. So yeah. I feel like I just had a really great relationship with him and he was the best and he was like my number one motivator and like the only person who like I feel like just never for a second ever doubted me like he was just like you're just gonna do everything that you have ever wanted to do because you can type of thing um so it's it's been really rough especially because I didn't get to see him very often with COVID obviously he was older he was 82 he has or he had COPD um so he was considered high risk for COVID he did not die from COVID not that that really matters but so yeah, so it's it's been really tough adjusting. We to give you behind the scenes, we took some time off just because I went through that and then Anya moved and then I <laughs> started law school. So it's just it's been a it's been a lot, but we're moving on. My family's doing okay. Um and I know that like he's not suffering anymore and I think that's like been the biggest source of comfort for me was I knew that he he was on his way out whether it happened then or like soon. 
You know what I mean? Like it, we're running out of time, I think. So it just, it is what it is. And also not to, again, keep being a Debbie Downer, but even more recently, Chadwick Boseman also passed away from colon cancer, which I just wanted to bring up because I know that his presence, especially in the Marvel universe was like so impactful that Black Panther was, I think the entire cast except for one character were black. And that's incredible, especially from a huge company like Marvel. That's huge. And so I, f- I figured that, you know, if, <laughs> if I'm going to have a Debbie Downer weekend review, I might as well drive it home and say that that's really sad and that clearly you just never know what anyone's going through. That's kind of like the main point that I wanted to make with this because like not only have I been going through stuff that I think also shed light to like just be nice to people. Like people are struggling and you just don't know it. Like you wouldn't know it unless you knew them. And I think that's always an important point to drive home to just remind people to to be kind and treat other people like human beings because that what that's what they are. And you can't always assume that life is easy all the time, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I'm glad that you were open enough and comfortable enough to kind of talk about grief and everything that you've been going through this past month. Um, And I think you've been really strong and I'm glad that we were able to take some time off. I'm glad that we, you know, record in advance, like we always say. (laughs) Um, We were able to take some time off and really let you work through that both alone and with your family. So definitely proud of you and always proud of you. And I know that it's tough, but you're doing great and starting law school on top of everything is really admirable. So yeah, it's definitely, I'm the type that I like to like not distract myself because I do think that you need to like face your emotions and especially like your grief with things. But I also like am the type that holds on to like any semblance of normalcy that I can get when like such a dramatic change happens. So I am pretty grateful for the timeline in that sense. But yeah, it's been it's been a roller coaster. I'm ready for things to level out a little bit. Well, we're in September now. It's a new month. Mm-hmm. Fall is ready my for, fave, So Yes. Both of our birthdays are coming up. It's going to yes. be a great season. Mm-hmm. So let's transition to our favorites. So my favorite... For this week is a Netflix show that I recently discovered. Um, it's Down to Earth with Zac Efron. And funny enough, I included Zac Efron in our Celebrity Crushes episode from a while back. And I remember mm-hmm. saying, like, I don't really have a reason for him to be here. I just, like, I'm obsessed with him. But now my reason is this show because it really solidified my obsession um, because he's a king. So basically... <laughs> This show is like all about different ways to live a sustainable lifestyle. And he partners with this like lifestyle wellness guru and they travel around the world. I think this was filmed in like 2018 or last year. Um, And they travel around the world and they just see different ways of life, study different ways of life. They go to like Iceland. They go to like, I don't even know, Peru. Like they go to so many different places. Um, And it's really cool. There's only like seven episodes. So I binged it all while I was packing to move. So um, would highly recommend. It's very lighthearted. I love shows like that. It's like a casual documentary style vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was really cute. I don't know. Have you watched it? I haven't, but it's been on my radar. I've been wanting, it'll probably be what I start when I need um, to not be, you know, reading about federal question jurisdiction. Yes. It's much more lighthearted, but they do cover some heavy stuff. Like sure. It's, it, it all is kind of like coming through a, a climate change lens, which I mm-hmm. appreciate. Um, and I think it's really good to see public figures 
touching on like the most important issue of our time. Like I really admire him and like Leonardo DiCaprio for like using their platform for that. Uh, they also talk about like body image for men. Like it was it was pretty good show. Like I oh I was impressed. Zach yeah, Efron is a king. Wow. Yeah. Troy Bolton, man, who knew? I know. Um. So my favorite. I'm so passionate about this, and it is the cheeseless cheesecake from Trader Joe's. This is a new product. New product alert, everybody. <laughs> um. It. From what I can tell from the ingredients, the base is mainly made out of lima beans, that which is so bizarre make people not want to buy it. <laughs> but for the love of God, buy this cheesecake! It is so good. Like I genuinely can't believe how good it is. Because I was like, okay, whatever. Like I heard it was good, but I was like, I feel like any, especially like dairy substitutes, that's when things can get a little fishy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're like really not good. So I was like, oh, I feel like there's still going to be like some sort of weird aftertaste or texture. No. Trader Joe said no. <laughs> I'm going to give you a literal replica of cheesecake, except she's going to be vegan. And I'm just like, I can't help but stand. It's so good. I have one defrosting right now. I literally can't wait to eat it. I can't believe I forgot to buy them during my last Trader Joe's run because you bought them and you told me about them. And I was like, oh, for sure, I'm going to get this. And maybe they didn't have it. I feel like if I saw it, I totally would have gotten it. But it's with the other desserts, as you would imagine. Yeah, like the frozen so, dessert yeah, area. Near the hold the cones. The yeah, are. yeah. I need to try these. Um, I'm very interested. Are the like macros good? Like are they like a whole food? Or? Oh, not at all. Okay. <laughs> they are a dessert through and through. This is not a like healthy swap. Um, I'm pretty sure the crust is like sugar cookie. Yeah, no, it's not. You're not going to be a health queen when eating these, but I'm a firm believer that uh, food tastes good for a reason, so you should eat food that tastes good. So Agreed. Buy it. Yeah. I'll have to try it out, and you guys will too, and we'll all circle back and see how we feel. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Let's hop into the main episode content of planning. I feel like I have that feeling when you walk through the TJ Maxx stationary aisle, and you're just like, oh, I love it here. <laughs> this is my place. <laughs> Um, so kind of jumping in and talking about digital planning versus paper planning and kind of like, Mm -hmm. what do we even mean when we say that? I figured we'd give Mm -hmm. some examples so that you can like get a sense for the types of platforms we're talking about. So Kylie, do you want to talk about the paper planning techniques? Sure. So paper planning, I feel like is what people are probably most familiar with when anyone like talks about planning. So you have bullet journals, Uh, regular agendas like the ones that you can get in the TJ Maxx stationary aisle. Um, Handwritten, so like if you just have a notebook, handwriting, to-do lists, schedules, things like that. Um, Yeah, that's basically anything that you're doing with pen and paper. um, I think most people are probably most familiar with buying pre-formatted agenda books each year. Mm -hmm. I know all throughout schooling that's, I would get an agenda for each school year to keep me accountable but yeah yeah I remember like going to the paper store like every late August and you'd get like the well at least I would get the Lily Pulitzer um agendas and I would like think about in advance like what pattern I wanted that year you know like it was a big deal you were committed yeah I had a Lily Pulitzer planner one year and I'm gonna be super honest I didn't like it at all 
because like the actual like format was fine but the binding of it it had the binding that didn't close all the way and taking it in and out of my backpack it broke so easily and I was like I spent $40 on this planner and it's broken after three weeks like it wasn't it yeah that's that's true you got to consider the the binding there if you're gonna be putting it in and out of a bag all the time utility (laughs) so I'll talk about the digital planning platforms that come to mind so any digital calendar. So my personal preference is Google Calendar. I think a lot of people's preference is Google Calendar. But um, I know, Kylie, you use Outlook at work. So I used to use Outlook Calendar as well um, in a previous job. Um, But I don't use it for my personal. Like I've always used Google Calendar for my personal use. Yeah, I use Google Calendar for my personal use. But I pretty much only use Outlook for work. And I think it's just because, again, that's all I've known with this job. And so I know how to use it. But Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely rank Google Calendar above Outlook, but they both work. Yeah, and like some people just use like Apple Calendar because it's embedded on your phone nicely. So yeah, yeah, any like digital calendar would be would fall into this category. Also, like task management um, platforms. So we've talked about Trello before. We use Trello for mm-hmm. the podcast, but there's also Asana, which is pretty similar. Um, they're almost like project management tools, but like they can be really useful for personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also Todoist, which I haven't used that before, but I know a lot of people that are specifically into writing lists enjoy that platform. Um, and then even just like your digital notes app, I love that your phone can sync to your computer because I'll just write things down when I'm out and about and then it's all in one place when I need to organize it. So yeah, that's kind of what we mean by like digital planning platforms. Yes. Um, and then there's also some like in-betweens. So yeah. I know for me, what came to mind was it's called the Rocket Book. So my manager um, at my last job had one of these, but it's basically, it's like a physical notebook and you can write on it with a normal pen and then you can scan the pages in and it'll automatically populate in like Google Drive or Dropbox or wherever you want. Um, And then you either like microwave it. I'm pretty sure you microwave it and the ink will evaporate or they have a new one where I think it might erase in some other way, but that's really nice if you love like pen to paper, but then you like having stuff digitally stored. I feel like that's a good like medium. Um, mm-hmm. And then also your iPad is too, right? Yeah, I was thinking, um, especially because I've personally been messing around with my iPad because I plan to use it starting law school. So I kind of want to have a good system in place before the semester starts. And obviously the iPad like digitally stores everything but because of the Apple Pencil and like its capabilities and the apps that it can work with it really does feel like you're handwriting because you are it's just like a digital ink <laughs> if that makes sense um, yeah so yeah I use OneNote personally and I like it because it allows you to like break things up into different notebooks so you can keep really organized and I've been using it for to-do lists I've been using it for random notes. Um, today, I actually, I started a July manifestations page because I really want to get better at writing those down each month. But yeah, so I think it definitely, as someone who, I'll get into this later, but as someone who was very like anti-digital planning for a long time, I think it provides a good compromise. Yeah. So now let's talk about the pros and cons of each. So let's mm-hmm. start with paper planning because we'll stick with the same order here. Yeah. Um, so I guess the pros of paper planning are that you can be more creative if you're into that. So if you love 
bullet journaling and you like to illustrate along with um, your notes and your plans, it's obviously a much better way to do that. Um, and some people just really like pen to paper and it can kind of hold you more accountable in the sense that it's harder to move events. Like I've actually heard that from one of my friends, like she feels like if she has something that's so easily changeable that she just keeps putting things off because it's so easy to push it to another list. Whereas when it's written in ink and will look bad if you cross it out, like there's just something that holds you more accountable to accomplishing it on the day that you say you will. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And like, I think there's just an overall feeling of productiveness because paper planning just takes more time nine out of 10 Mm -hmm. times, which like in theory, like that makes sense. Digital planning should be a bit more efficient. But when you're taking the time to put things pen to paper, then you just have this feeling of like, okay, I need to get these things done today because I can't just easily delete it. Um, I also, I'm one of those people and maybe I'm just like a weirdo, but there's like a euphoric feeling to like physically taking a pen and crossing off. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> um, as I was saying, there is just there's just such a good feeling to um crossing things off like pen to paper. I used to, especially my last year of college, I was huge on to-do lists, like even more so than I was beforehand. And at the end of the day, just being like check, check, check with like a pen and paper, it just felt so good. But again, that could be just something weird that I do. Um also, stationery is really pretty. Like, yes, you, like, especially with a, like, iPad and Apple Pencil situation, like, you can make your notes look really pretty, but, like, stationery is so pretty. <laughs> like, when you walk down the stationery aisle at TJ Maxx, I'm so serious. You're just, like, everything's so pretty looking, and it's arguably more photogenic and aesthetic to your plan. So... And yeah, and then the last little note that I put was more compatible with to-do lists, which honestly, now that I'm seeing that, I kind of disagree. I think that to-do lists can go either way. So Mm -hmm. scratch that idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like for like very creative types of people or people that just really like writing things paper, pen to paper, Mm -hmm. um, paper planning is a great option. And we'll, we'll get into like our current processes and kind of what we've evolved with like over time in a bit but um I know people that are enthusiastic about paper planning are really enthusiastic about it um so yeah now we can jump into the pros of digital planning pros and cons so I wrote that it's more portable so Mm -hmm. a big thing for me is just like always having access to my information and like for me a big problem would be so like in college, I would use a paper agenda and I would have all everything in there, but then I would be out with a friend and we'd be making plans to study on a specific night, but I didn't have that agenda and then it would never get written down. So I just, for me, like the importance of being able to access it no matter where I am on my phone is really key. And I just always really liked that. Um, and another thing is that it's less wasteful, obviously. So you're not using paper, um, pretty simple there um and then i just think maybe this isn't everyone's take but i just feel like it's much easier to customize and edit on a digital platform because things are so malleable and customizable and it's not like when you set up a specific like 
tracker or something like that, it needs to stay that way like it does on paper. It just doesn't feel quite as permanent, which like mm-hmm. I mentioned, could be a, a con for some people because they need that permanence to like hold them accountable. But for me, yeah. I just really like that. I hate the look of things crossed out. Like it, it genuinely like rattles my gears. So I just like that it never needs to look messy no matter what. <laughs> yeah. I like things crossed out if like it's crossed out because it was completed, but not from like a calendar standpoint where you cross things out. So I agree. Um, also, digital planning is like pretty much endless, especially because the technology nowadays that I sound like a old person, the technology nowadays (laughs) um but no like there really are so many different ways like like I said I'm using OneNote and Google Calendar but like there's plenty of apps that you can get for free or buy especially for like the iPad that uh give you like incredible capabilities when it comes to digital planning like Anya said often it can be connected to your phone which is nice because let's be real like your phone is like your fifth limb it's you always have it on you no matter what so whenever you're out and about and like need to make plans, it helps you, I guess, hold yourself accountable to those plans because you can't forget about them if you're immediately putting them into your digital planning system through your phone. And then again, you kind of touched on this a little bit too, but it just is more forgiving um, because it's a lot easier to move text around and um, delete and get rid of things on a digital planning platform than it is to in a or then it is in a normal agenda yeah so (laughs) those are kind of the high level looks at digital planning versus paper planning and kind of our immediate thoughts so Mm -hmm. now we can kind of talk about our current processes um i think we both like maybe not everyone is like this maybe they maybe they are i just i don't know but i feel like we both have a pretty standardized like planning method compared to most so I'm excited to run through it Um, and I feel like it's evolved a lot over time and I feel like this is something that really works for me so I just wanted to share in case it works for you too but I actually remember this coming up in an interview once like they asked me about how I prioritize tasks and like to-dos and I went into this like tangent about this process that I'm about to describe and I could tell they were like oh my god this she's insane type a (laughs) (laughs) um So this is mainly speaking from like a full-time work perspective, but I basically do this process with life also. It's just a little less formalized, but I always start with what I like to call brain dumps. And I used to do this only when I was so stressed that I couldn't hold things in my brain anymore, but now it's just like how I function. So basically just writing down like literally everything you can think of that needs to get done, whether it's short-term, long-term, just like in life, basically just writing it all down and getting it out of your head. Um, And you could totally do that on paper. For me, I do that on Google Docs for work. And then for life, I tend to do it in my notes app because again, I really like the integration from phone to laptop. I used to use that Stickies app on Mac. I don't know if you've ever used that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I used to use that. Then I just kind of fell off because I was like, eh. (laughs) There's better things. Like they're kind of cute. Yeah, like they're kind of cute that they like sit on your desktop, but I just don't really feel like they're they're not like integrated anywhere else like Google Drive and the Notes app is. So I just kind of yeah. So you have your brain dump. Then you got a triage. So you got a triage by priority. So I basically think about deadlines first and then my preferences with the exception that if something takes less than 10 minutes, just do it immediately. And that's something I've tried to do in life also. Like if I'm looking at a pile of clothes that just like needs to be put away or something 
and I'm just thinking about the fact that it needs to get done. If it's going to take less than 10 minutes, less than five minutes, like just do it while you're thinking about it. And I feel like that's helped a lot, like in all aspects of life. Um, but I also do that with work. Like if I know if I, if I have to send one email or make one post or something like that, and I know it's just going to be super quick and it'll be off my mind when I do it, just do it immediately. Um, and then after that, I'll do the stuff that's most urgent based on deadlines. And then I'll do my least favorite stuff. And only then will I do my favorite stuff. <laughs> so I always had a bad habit in school specifically where I would do all the stuff that I liked to do and then leave just like everything that made me miserable for the last minute. And then you're even exponentially more miserable because it's the stuff that you don't like to do. And it's also late and you don't want to be doing stuff at all anymore. So yeah, I try to do my least favorite stuff earlier in the day now um, just to have a good end. <laughs> um, and I kind of have like a red yellow green system so it's kind of like an urgent like a this week and then like an eventually and that's kind of how I structure my my uh priorities I guess mm -hmm. and then this is my holy grail and this is where people are divisive on on my my tactics <laughs> so then I take everything that's on that brain dump list and I put it in google calendar by time blocks even if it's like weeks out, like even if I remember that there's a deadline in September that I have to adhere to, I put it in my Google Calendar for September and I revisit it then. Um, and for tasks that I know I'll get to eventually, but I don't exactly know what time of day I'll do it, I make it an all day event because I really like how they show up at the top of your calendar. So you'll go to a new week and you'll see everything on the top and you know that you have to fit it in somewhere, but you don't have like a specific window yet. But for things in like the near immediate future, I do block out specific times on my calendar during which I'm going to do them. So if you DM me, I'll send you a picture of my calendar. But literally, there <laughs> is, is no free space. I don't allow any open space on my calendar because I fill every time in between with tasks that need to happen. And um, so I always have basically the entire next day time blocked the night before. And usually it ends up being a couple days out because things come up often enough that I need to schedule them out through the week. Um, and so... I use gray like on Google Calendar. I make everything gray. That is like my own personal task. But be sure to set your availability to free when you're just time blocking because you don't want people to think you're just never available for meetings. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I do. And I, I think it's really helpful for me because when I make these brain dumps, it's usually like from a place of stress. But then when I like physically see all of the tasks fitting in somewhere on my calendar and realizing that they're all feasible in a day or like in a week it just like really helps me and it's funny because I remember I was telling Kylie about this and she said that time batching in the way that I do would stress her out more yeah but for me I just like knowing that everything is achievable and seeing it have a space where it's going to happen like really comforts me so that's kind of my current process. And like I said, that's mostly in a work perspective, but I also do it in a life perspective. Like if I know I have to go to Trader Joe's, I'll block out a time on Sunday to go to Trader Joe's. Like I'm, <laughs> that is where we divide. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'll get more into why I personally don't like time batching, but I, a little background, I, like I said, used to be very anti digital planning and I kept up with paper planning honestly later than most people probably did just because that's like what was most productive and comforting for me. I would say now I'm at a combination of digital planning and paper planning. So I love Google Calendar for scheduling. 
if I have, I'll put in all my classes at the beginning of the semester. When I know my schedule, I immediately put in all my classes for the semester. So I have those spaces um, blocked off. I put in meetings. Uh, in college, I had like dance practice, things like that. Um, and I'll put in like friend related things. So if I know that like Anya and I are getting dinner on Wednesday night, I'll put that in my Google calendar so that I, you know, make sure that I'm not uh, double booking myself. Not that I'm that busy of a person, but that's just what <laughs> is comforting for me. My um, to get dinner with. I know. I'm like, I'm booked Struggle. up for the whole week. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I do that, like I said, for personal school and work. I use Outlook for work and I don't really mix my work and personal calendar as of now just because I'm not permanently working full-time so I don't really see the need to like integrate them quite yet but for me to-do lists are crucial I would be nothing do nothing have nothing if I didn't have to-do lists in place um so I normally categorize by like I said topic because I didn't know how else to put it but like for example for class I would categorize to-dos based on what class they were for um, for work, I work for like multiple different departments within my company. So I'll probably, uh, not necessarily prioritize, but I'll organize by like, okay, is this an operations task? Is this a marketing task? So on and so forth. And to do that, I do a color coding system, which I think is pretty yeah. standard. Anyone that's mildly into planning uses color coding. But so like, I remember last semester for my philosophy class, everything was in green. And for my senior seminar, everything was in yellow. So that when I just glance at my um, to-do list, like I can see how many things I have to do for each topic. Yeah. And do you match the notebooks and the folders too? I don't, know. I try, oh. but I don't like, I don't decide what color each class is going to be at the same time that I'm like buying notebooks because I'll just buy notebooks like whatever's cheapest I don't really focus too much on the colors I'm not that I've been about it (laughs) (laughs) do you do that yeah (laughs) I'm like (laughs) no that's fine it's definitely so I'm surprised that I don't do it honestly because I feel like I'm the type to do that I also got Muji pens for every color as well and I would write like the tasks in the Muji pen color I'm a Mm. highlighter gal I like highlighting things Mm. and then I like write in the same color pen um but yeah so I have never necessarily organized tasks by priority I kind of just I always planned my to-do list in advance so I would never like just make my Monday to-do list Sunday night I would kind of I guess brain dump in a sense but spread it out throughout my week. So I knew, okay, if I have like a paper due on Thursday, that means I should, you know, a lot time on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday to work on this paper and like work kind of that way. So I guess work backwards from the to-do list, but in the actual list itself, I wouldn't like put urgent tasks at the top or anything like that. I kind of just mentally mm-hmm. knew once I had the list for today, what I should get done first, which Definitely led to me at times doing like the easy task or my favorite task first and kind of leading me to Mm -hmm. that. I'm stuck at, you know, late at night doing my least favorite, but I got through, so it's fine. Um, For work, I do lump tasks in a today, this week, and next week fashion, mainly because that's how Outlook organizes it. So I, every night before I log off, I 
move things to like the tomorrow or like move emails to the tomorrow, write myself to my uh, reminders so that the next morning when I wake up, it shows me exactly what I need to do that day. And then as I get tasks in through email, I add them into the appropriate slot. If it's something that I need to do that day, get done by the end of the day, I put it in today. If it's something that I can just work on throughout the week, I'll put it in this week. Or if it's an upcoming task that I'm just getting like an FYI on, I'll move it to next week. And then anything that can be done right away, like you said, I don't even bother putting it in the list because I just do it as the email um, comes in because that's just easiest and the best way to not put it off. But yeah, and then I plan on using, like I said, I plan on using OneNote for writing out my to-do list in law school. Um, I definitely think once law school rolls around, I will be relying on my Google Calendar just to like schedule classes. And I might even start borderline time batching, but don't hold me to this. (laughs) But mainly just for like study time to be like, yeah. But I guess now I'll get into why I don't like time batching as much. It stresses me out. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> because Anya shows me her calendar and it literally like makes me want to hyperventilate. I don't know why, but I think just like seeing everything in one place, I'm like, oh my God, like I have to be doing something from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. or 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. or whatever the day may hold. So I almost mm-hmm. think that separating my schedule and my to-do list like helps me mentally think like, no, today's not going to be that bad. It's going to be totally fine. And then I'm just tackling it as it comes along and I don't have time to like think about how much work I'm doing, if that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like for me, what makes, what panics you is what comforts me about it because (laughs) I like to see forward what I will be able to accomplish that day. And like, for example, during the day, if some task comes up that's going to need like half an hour and I don't have time immediately, I make time like I'll write it into like my 330 like time slot you know and then I know mm-hmm. it's going to get done and I can hold myself accountable and I can tell my manager I'll have that for you at four so I don't know I just it really works for me and most people like do think it's weird when I show them and <laughs> um I do sometimes have to like explain to coworkers. they're like are you just never available and I'm like no like it's just <laughs> it's how I do my tasks <laughs> like yeah um but I've I found it really helpful especially for like future tasks as well like I set two hours like next month because I know I'm gonna have to work on metrics and it's like no one can interrupt that time now because it's on there and it's locked in and I just find that useful but I guess like I clearly am a big digital gal like I really don't use any handwritten the only time that I'll handwrite anything is if I'm on a call and I feel like it's rude to type Um, yeah but for the most part I keep everything digital, which like maybe if you're one of those people that's like freaked out about privacy, like that bothers you. Um, yeah, but I didn't even think it just worked best for me. Yeah, yeah, I definitely I don't see myself being completely digital because I think sometimes it's just nice. Like I, as of now, I have just one little notebook that I use to like if I need to jot down a really quick to do list, I'll do that. Jot down little notes, um, so on and so forth, and then scheduling is all digital. But yeah, I even, this is a little bit of a tangent, but I was talking to a friend who is studying for the LSAT and she was kind of asking me for tips and how I went about doing it. And I kind of realized even talking to her how much like time batching isn't for me. Cause even when I was studying for that, I was never like, okay, I have to study for two hours today. Like where can I find the two hours? It was always, I'm going to get X amount of tasks done today for studying. And 
it could have taken me two hours to do it. But in my mind, it was like checking off the boxes instead of like going with the time, if that makes sense. You think more in the sense of like milestone accomplishments than yeah. chronological. like Exactly. And I like the like flexibility that it allows where, okay, I just have to get these five tasks done and I can do them wherever it fits within my day, but I don't have to hold myself to, okay, from nine to nine thirty, you're going to do X, Y, Z. Because sometimes, I don't know, I life just gets in the way sometimes and I I'm the type of person where if I plan something I don't want it to change like I'm not good with that so I think that's why I allowed that flexibility I'm like a quick yeah like inside my psyche of why I plan like this (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so you do like a hybrid system yeah and I do an entirely digital system but like that could always change um oh yeah And that's kind of like what we wanted to talk about now is like how we have changed and like historically what we've done and kind of how we arrived to what we do now. Um, So in high school, I used all paper agendas because it was just like you couldn't have a laptop at my school. Like you had to – there was like no technology in the classroom basically. So it just like made sense. Um, But then in college, I used my paper agenda for like specific tasks, but I would still – to a point, integrate it with my Google Calendar, especially towards my junior and senior year. I think like last year was when I really figured out that this time batching situation worked for me. Um, I never like had such strong feelings about paper planning as I do about digital planning. I did used to have a pretty good like bullet journal system um, Mm -hmm. where I can, you can like search Pinterest, but it's pretty much like the token bullet journal uh like key so like an open circle means it's an open task closed circle means it's a closed task like a cross out means it's been canceled this means it's been like moved so i did use that for a while and i found it pretty good and you can totally find that if you just search it on like pinterest um (laughs) so i do kind of miss that with digital planning just like the denotions i guess like aren't as customizable but i don't know in general i feel like with working it just makes a lot of sense to have everything online yeah um because that's how everyone communicates and it's just like you can integrate the meeting invites like things just make sense that way yeah so i like you my high school didn't allow laptops or technology or anything like that so i was using a paper planner all throughout high school and truthfully all throughout college i wrote down that i didn't start using google calendar until junior year but i honestly think that's a lie i don't think it was until senior year that i really like consistently started using google calendar for scheduling Um, But I always experimented with different planners, uh, paper planners, so some more structured, some more flexible. And I will say that the major con to paper planners, in my experience, is that they always felt like they were missing something. Like, I was always like, Mm -hmm. I really like that it's formatted in this way for this, but I wish it had this section, or I wish it didn't have this section and replaced it with something else, or whatever it may be. So I do like the fact that like, especially with like OneNote and my iPad, I could in theory like format pages to my ideal setup and what like works best for me. I had that experience too, for sure. Like with the setup aspect, I just never found Mm -hmm. a perfect one. And I felt like the ones that did look ideal for me are the ones that like had the times listed and stuff like that. And those would be like passion planners or like day designers. And they were always such an investment. Yeah. No, I I completely agree. So I feel like the point that we wanted to make with this section is that like different processes work for people at different stages of life. And just because you do something now doesn't mean you can't try something else and see what you think about that. Like, I feel like 
for me, I, whenever I make, whenever I invest anything into setting up something, I feel like I need to hold myself to it so much. But like, if it's not working for you, it's not working for you. So it doesn't yeah. matter that you spent 30 bucks on the planner. Like, don't keep using it if it's not working for you. Exactly. Um, and I also feel like it's worth saying that like this whole episode is mostly from like a productivity lens. Like I totally mm-hmm. see the value in like documenting physical things in like a journal, like the pen to paper aspect yeah. there makes a lot of sense to me. And I can see myself doing that or like a travel journal or like attaching photos, things like that. But for me, just like from a, a work and like literal planning out my day perspective, this is what works for me. Yeah. And I will say just as like a closing remark that if you, especially if you're in college, if you do not have some sort of planning to do process, this is your wake up call. Hi, it's me telling you to wake <laughs> up <laughs> and do it because I, I've mentioned this before. I worked as a tutor at my school and I'm telling you nine out of 10 times, if someone wasn't doing well in a class, it was probably because they had a poor planning system. And it wasn't even that they weren't understanding material, that they weren't good writers. I worked as a writing tutor, so that's kind of the lens that I can speak on. But it was because they didn't have a planning system. And so they were like, I didn't know that it was due that day, so I didn't turn it in. And it's like, okay, but like you probably would have gotten a really good grade if you had just done the assignment on time and turned it in. So college is, I know this sounds so cliche, but college is it really is a step up from high school. So if you didn't have a planning system in high school and you think that you can show up to college and do the same thing, it's me, Kylie, here to tell you that you cannot do that. Please, even if it's a notebook that you just write to-do lists in, you have to have some sort of something because it becomes overwhelming and it only gets harder. I've honestly like never considered the idea that like people might just not plan at all. Wow. I like yeah. throw up at the thought. I didn't either until I started working as a tutor and then I was like, you people, get it together. (laughs) I mean, like, honestly, kudos to them for being able to remember stuff. Like, I know. But yeah, I can't even imagine. It's so it's like a therapeutic practice for me to see (laughs) everything laid out and and possible because I feel like so much of what I would try to accomplish just didn't feel possible. But seeing it all on paper or in my Google Calendar, like in my brain dump, you know, it just it became feasible. So yeah, whatever. Your system doesn't have to match ours, but you have to have a system, period. Yes. (laughs) So I hope that was interesting. Um, It was a really good excuse for me to just go off for my love for Google Calendar. And again, if you want to see a (laughs) screenshot of my time matching, I will totally send one. Um, And yeah, I I hope this was motivating with the school year starting up relatively soon. Yeah. I hope this was useful to you guys and you learned a few things that could help you be a bit more productive and at the very least efficient with how you go about completing your tasks. All right. As always, um, rate us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us some suggestion box comments. Follow the gram. Follow the TikTok now. Big things coming over there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next Tuesday. See you Tuesday. Tuesday.